Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus speaks these uh, comforting words for us today in the gospel lesson. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And this is without a doubt the very word of our God as it is found for us in Matthew chapter 11. Well, you know, contrary to what many people think, Jesus did not come into this world to weigh us down with more religious rules and regulations in order to be saved. In fact, just the opposite. He came into this world to carry upon himself the weight and the load of our sin. The verse for today is a familiar one and a comforting one. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Those two words there, labor and laden, really speak to someone who is growing weary or tired. Someone, it is the picture of someone who is carrying this very heavy load, as we heard in the children's message, and is bogged down. You know, it's a picture of exhaustion. In a spiritual sense, people are exhausted when they try to carry the load of their sin, when they try to work out their own salvation, trying to fulfill the requirements of the law, which is an impossibility, as Paul spoke about in the epistle lesson. We also know that life in this world can sometimes be weary and burdensome. Every one of us at times deals with these burdens, with these struggles, weariness, Maybe I can remember all of those times when I found myself frustrated trying to finish my homework uh, in the middle of the night or trying to figure out uh, how to uh, get along or to understand uh, people and where they're coming from. And no matter how hard you try, some things just become so frustrating. This last week, uh, our family was uh, up north for a few days. Uh, they're still up there. Uh, I think they're rafting, and uh, I'm glad I didn't go rafting because they ran under a few trees, and it knocked a few of them in the water. So anyway, but uh, uh, at the campground, uh, my uh, one granddaughter uh, came with us from the other side of the state, and uh, she's trying to learn how to ride her bicycle. So uh, Bob, my son-in-law, immediately takes the training wheels off. And he's going to teach her right here and now how to ride a two-wheeler. Of course, this is in front of all of her cousins who are giving her advice. She's uh, six years old, and it's in front of all of her aunts and uncles, and of course her grandparents, and you can imagine what happened. Uh, she becomes so frustrated, she begins to cry. She can't accomplish the task right there and then. It wears her down, and may even become discouraging of ever learning how to ride a bike. You know, all of us have experienced those times. You know, many falsely understand salvation the way many falsely understand how we are saved also can lead to despair. Salvation by the works of the law, trying to save ourselves, is like trying to accomplish something that you can never attain to. So in today's lesson, Matthew gives us this wonderful object lesson. 
If you uh, know anything about animals, pulling animals, you have heard the term yoke. A yoke is this wooden uh, bar that is used to link two horses or oxen together to pull a plow or an implement through the field. You know, for strong animals like horses, the yoke is not heavy, nor is it uncomfortable. But this yoke allows two animals to do together what none of them could do alone. Now, one of three things can happen when you hook up. One of the more pleasant memories that I have in childhood was coming to the Celine Fair when I was a little kid. And that used to be uptown there at the, uh, I don't know, Henny Field. And I remember the, uh, the horse-pulling contest. Uh, one of three things can happen. First of all, uh, the load is just too heavy. And the horses or the animals will not pull it at all. Secondly, even though the load is manageable, if the two horses do not work together, they can't possibly accomplish the task. Or thirdly, the yoke team united together pull a very heavy load. And so today I want to look at these three scenarios in light of Jesus' words where he says, Take my yoke, for it is easy, and my burden is light. First of all, consider what happens when the load is too heavy. You know, animals are not as stupid as people might think. If the load is too heavy, the pulling team will simply quit. They won't even attempt to pull it. In fact, they'll become so discouraged that it may impact them of pulling a load in the future. They become discouraged trying, and the same thing can happen to us when we try to pull ourselves, trying to somehow save ourselves. Total despair is the natural result of trying to save yourself. It is impossible to pull it successfully. What's even worse is in the Christian church today, there are many within Christendom who teach this horrible false doctrine that when it comes to your salvation and pulling the load and earning your salvation, there are many people who would suggest that you and I are yoked together with Christ and that Each of us are pulling our own fair share of the load when it comes to being saved. And that Christ pulls a certain amount and we pull a certain amount. And the combination of the two of us, which is called synergism, this is what saves us. Nothing, 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 nothing could be further from the truth. When it comes to your salvation, it's all the work of Christ Jesus. Again, Scripture does not allow this synergistic mentality when it comes to justification. People that interpret this passage are inconsistent with the rest of the Word of God. Now, we have to understand that even in the early Christian church, there was this misunderstanding. Because some people were going around teaching that Gentile Christians had to add something of their own to the work of salvation. Remember, some of them were saying that Gentile Christians had to be, what, circumcised in order to be saved. 
But remember, Peter and Paul rebuked them, saying this, Why do you try to test God? By putting around their necks a yoke that neither they nor their fathers were able to bear. And even Jesus speaks about this when he says to the Pharisees, You experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with heavy burdens that they cannot carry. The good news for all of us in the, when it comes to our salvation is God acts on our behalf. God takes the load. God takes the weight of sin. Takes it upon His shoulders. He carries it to the cross. There He suffers and dies in our place. There He suffers the very wrath and anger of God in our place. Only Jesus could pull this load. Truly God and truly man. Only He could bear it on our behalf. He carried the awful load that none of us could ever shoulder. So the good news from all of that is this. The victory has been won. The devil and his team have been defeated by Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And everybody who is wearied and burdened down, you and I can find rest and peace in Christ alone. Isn't there a song? In Christ alone. You and I have been redeemed by Christ. And because of that, we have the knowledge that the victory in heaven has already been won. But you know, as disciples, as people of God, we continue to labor in the meantime. The burdens that we bear are not jobs that we must perform in order to save ourselves, but they are a joyful response to what all that God has done for us in Christ Jesus. And like the disciples who went before us, God calls us to use the gifts that He has given us, to use the strength that He has given us, to tell the good news of Christ. And so this is what's called sanctification. Living the Christian life, we are yoked. We are yoked together not only as brothers and sisters in Christ, but we are also yoked together with Christ, doing together what none of us can do alone. So think about it this way. Teamwork, teamwork in God's work is crucial. Teamwork in God's work is crucial. You've probably heard the term teamster. You know, there's the teamsters union. Those are the guys that drive trucks. And why do they call them the teamsters? Because before they had trucks, they drove teams of horses. You know, a few years ago when I was on Mackinac Island, um, uh, I, you know, I'm basically pretty cheap. So, you know, I finally decided, uh, you know, I'm getting older and, and I'm going to buy one of those uh, carriage rides and uh, so that you can go way up on the top of the Mackinac Island and uh, see everything. And, of course, they got the driver there and my wife and I are sitting on this and there's a lady behind us. And I think that the lady behind us is one of those people that's really concerned about animal rights. Let me just put it that way. And so she asked the teamster, the driver, she says to him, and he's a local, and um, I think he had too much to drink, uh, but the horses know where they're going anyway, don't they? And, and she says to him, are these horses adequately cared for? And the guy says with a straight face, ma'am, 
these horses even belong to a union. They belong to the Teamsters. And she says, wow. And, they, and the driver says, and they get every Thursday off with hay. And she's saying, wow. And I'm just sitting there cracking up, you know, <clears throat> and, and laughing. Uh, but the Teamster, the one that's driving the horses, Teamster gets the horses to work together, right? Again, uh, a Teamster depends upon voice commands, you know, to tell the horses to go to the right or the left or to back up together. Teamsters depend upon voice commands. Draft animals listen. They rely upon the voice of the teamster. It's the same way with us, isn't it? As disciples of Christ, we rely upon the voice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We rely upon His voice when it comes to salvation. We respond in living a life of serving and telling the good news. You know, too many times I think the church uh, fails when it listens to the wrong voice, when it listens to some other voice besides the voice of our Savior. I mean, how can you know what the will of God is for your life unless you're listening to the voice of God? Apart from God's Word, it can't do anything. So for us to be yoked to Christ, the law of God, you know, do we throw the law out? No. The law serves as a guideline for Christian living. You and I know that following the law at times can be a strain. Paul puts it so brilliantly. You know, I end up doing what I don't want to do. You know, it becomes a strain. But only because our sinful nature distracts us and and encourages us to head in the wrong direction. But even then we have God's promise that He is faithful and just to forgive us And not only that, he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what you and I can bear. And even when we do fall into sin, he provides a way out so that you and I can stand up under it. So God's yoke is described here as something, yes, that it is a burden, but it is light. And again, those of you that know anything about horses, you know that when you hook a team of horses together, behind the horses are all these bars and all these reins and all these uh, leather straps, and there's a, a bunch of bars in the back. There's some of them hanging on the side of a guy's barn on Moorville and uh, Celine Milan Road. They're called eveners. You ever heard of an evener before? And again, two horses... uh, Two people usually don't have the same strength. And so an evener it allows a strong horse and a weaker horse to pull together. So the evener allows the strong horse to pull the greater load and the uh, weaker horse to pull uh, what he can or she can pull. And so in a sense, think about this in our Christian life. Think about how God... Uh, Jesus Christ bears our burdens. In fact, we have no idea how often He carries us. So what does all of this mean today? You know, here again, we're just about done. It means that first of all, first and foremost, Christ has borne the weight and the load of our sin. 
we find rest and peace in the gift of salvation. This does not load us down, but it lifts us up, knowing whose we are and where we're going, saved by God's grace. In the late service, we have a baptism. And uh, Elizabeth Grace. Is it Elizabeth Grace or Grace Elizabeth? Elizabeth Grace. What a great name to have, Grace, to continually remind us of God's grace. To be yoked to Christ has everything to do with our sanctification, living the Christian life, responding to God's call to tell others. And yoked to Christ, we pull the burden that Christ has given us. He has given us his strength. He has given us spiritual gifts. By his grace, we are able to bear it. And it means that he's never going to ask us to do something that, first of all, he hasn't given us the gifts to do, or he hasn't given us the strength. It means that when the going gets tough in this world, Christ will carry us because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. In his name we ask it. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this uh, lesson on uh, yoke. Uh, We thank you, Lord, that you call us to be in ministry. You call us to be servants, one and all, to be yoked together with you and telling the world about Christ. You've already done the heavy lifting when you died on Calvary's cross. We thank you, Lord, and we ask that you would continue to use us Uh, to do together what none of us could ever do alone. And Lord, we ask all of these things in your name and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.